1: It's my morning therapy session. I don't have to pay for a shrink, a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist. I just get on the air with Shelly, and we work out all the problems I have. God, I had some problems yesterday. I got them all worked out, though, because I'm here in the air right now with Shelly. That's right. You're I want here to, with Shelly. I want to make this announcement right now before anybody you know, gets any wrong ideas. That on all three of the stations, the Trimalcast stations we're on right now, uh, Westplex one oh seven point one, KSOQ, and AM thirteen fifty crap, starting Monday, we do talk from eleven to two, we have Don Dan Bongino on the air with us. Stop it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just stop it. I'm sorry. He's kidding, everyone. Dan, this is BS in the morning. Dan
1: Bongino is going to be on the air with us. Matter of fact, what's going to happen, people don't realize this, but starting next Monday, Dan Bongino is going to be on every radio station in St. Louis from 11 till 2. Every single radio station. If you, like, tune to Z1077 at 10.59 you're gonna hear Ryan Seacrest. Hey, this is Ryan Seacrest, and I'm signing off. My old buddy Dan Bongino, with all the talk hits, is up next. He's gonna do the top forty gripes about President Biden. Yes, you know Biden. BT forty. BT forty's coming up next. You know, <laughs> and, and you, then 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 it like it, it like uh it like uh. Ten fifty nine. Dud McKelvin and Cam Wex. Oh no, that's right, he's not there anymore. Anyway, he's going to come on the air and he's going to say, "Oh, hey, that
0: was mean." Coming
1: up next is
0: that was cold. Is brother cold.
1: You know, I've had very few people ever threaten me on Facebook, and he did. You and you saw it too, right?
0: I did. I'm going like, what is with
1: this guy? I mean,
0: well, know, he's trying to give you a you know an, an open time frame. To leave him alone and quit picking on him.
1: And he is writing on my Facebook page. You know, once again, I didn't say, hey, Doug says something bad about me on my Facebook page. I don't get that. You know, I mean, like, I just don't understand that whole thing. You know, I mean, like, it's interesting. There's a guy that I I follow, um, and he talks about digital real estate. And it's really an interesting concept when you think about it. Uh, he talks about digital real estate is your domain names, your, you know, essentially, uh, you know, you have websites, uh, your uh, social media pages. And he says, you know, and when you think about it, it's really interesting. It's like, that's your digital real estate. And his point being is, if you like into commercial real estate, if you like own an office building, what are you doing? You're renting, uh, you know, you're renting out, office space you know or if you own a warehouse you are, you're renting out warehouse space and he essentially says you have to think of the internet as like real estate and he says essentially how do you get rich you buy more real estate and I'm so does of,
0: that mean if you're on the air that you're um it's just your estate
1: well he's just talking about um, you know, digital stuff. And I guess to a certain extent you're right because we have websites for all three of our stations. Matter of fact, we have four websites that are involved in the show right now. We have kslq.com. We have westplex10701.com. We have crap.website. And we have show. So the idea being, and see, you know what's so interesting to me is I'll have people who are fairly sophisticated in the internet say to me things like, why do you have so many websites? And I'll go like, you know, one time I had a person that I couldn't believe ask me that question. I mean, a really sharp person, and I go I go, you know, does everybody kiss the feet of Google nowadays? But I mean, does everybody, you know, worship it like the Google search, you know, search engine optimization? Isn't that really all about Google? Which it really is. I mean to a certain extent Bing and Go duck duck to go or go duck, 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 duck whatever that web that other one they claim they don't they don't follow you. Anyway, but the idea being is one of the the things where they rate your website is how many backlinks are pointed at your website. For example, you know somebody who is very popular, like uh, Kim Kardashian. Okay, she's probably got you know hundreds of thousands, if not, if not millions, of websites pointed at her website. So, one when, when Google crawls all those different websites, they say, "Oh, they've got a link to Kim Kardashian. They've got a bank link, back link to Kim Kardashian." So, Kim Kardashian's website gets credit for the fact that you're linking to it. Does that make any sense? It does. So, when this guy it's said this of our to secrets. Me, When this guy said this to me, I go like, "Well, you know, if if I have an advertiser, which we do, if we have an advertiser that's on, you know, two of our stations and." of our four different websites if we have a backlink to that advertiser like for example like laser lipo and vein we have a backlink on four of our well excuse me i don't have any ads on crap dot website but three of the websites ksoq westplex107 and uh, bs in the morning we have backlinks to laser lipo and vein and when google uh, essentially you know crawls our websites laser lipo and vein gets credit for the fact that they have backlinks pointed at them from us is that making sense to you it does and and he said this to me and i went like i don't think you get this whole internet thing you know i'm not i'm not mr mr internet guru but i know my way around town a little bit and i don't even believe you asked well hey he says why do you have more than one web- website i'm going like okay once again i don't understand your question it was just sort of weird you know it'd be like that would be like saying hey you got a McDonald's at at uh, you know at two hundred and seventy in Dorset. Uh, why do you have a billboard in the interstate that tells everybody there's a McDonald's at two hundred and seventy Dorset? Because when people drive up the interstate and they're hungry, they see a billboard that says McDonald's exit here, and they go to your restaurant. How do I? Why do I have to explain that? You know what I mean?
0: So what I want to know is if they have so if it's internet space. It's internet real estate, right? That's, That's what he what says. That's what you're talking about, it's, it's, right? It's
1: real estate, yes. So
0: if they have airtime, is that airspace?
1: Well, no, no. If what what it is 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 if they have people like us, it's airheads,
0: and, and that <coughs> could be too too.
1: <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, and to a certain extent, the interesting part of that is is that that you know you and I have had discussions about this before, where we have competitors. That tell their clients, if you have a thousand dollars a month, spend it on our one station. And what do we tell clients? <laughs> we will say, if you have a thousand dollars a month, you know, spend five hundred on us and spend five hundred on another station. That you think that you know, two of those stations would help you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And to the point where, ultimately, when we're out selling advertising, which we haven't been lately, but that's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> when we're out selling advertising. Ultimately, what we don't want, we don't want a quick sale. Well, sometimes we do, but most of the time we want, we want to ultimately help that person grow their business because that's what you and I talk about all the time, grow your business. That's what we do, now, our business growing your business. The problem with that is that some radio stations get away with not growing your business because people buy it just because you got to be on that station. You know, I, how many times in through the years, you know, have I heard, have I heard people say, well, I don't really, I don't think it does me any good, but you got to be on that station. Why is that? Explain that to me or, or like, you know, I mean, see, that's how internet is internet has really changed things in the respect that you get some people who are the real analytics walks, wonks who can sit there and go like, well, we put up a Facebook um, ad on Facebook and we got you know we you know, we got 22 uh, you know click throughs from you know these four different you know you know you know what i'm saying i mean you can you can track, track the numbers the problem that, that radio has and to a certain extent television and newspapers and billboards is there's no direct correlation i mean there is in the respect that if you put up a billboard and all of a sudden uh, your business doubles then you go like okay must be that billboard or if you run a radio ad with us or a TV ad, or something like that, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, people start, you know, coming to your place. Um, you know, then you can see that. But with the internet, it's like very granular. I'm using one of those internet terms. Do I sound like I know what we're talking about when you say it's very granular? You know, it's it's one of those things.
0: granular,
1: granular, yes, granular. We're gonna we're gonna drill down, and we're gonna ch- we're gonna check the granularity.
0: <laughs> that is not an internet term.
1: Oh, that no. That's 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 a Smoky Rivers term. That would be, you know, when we're on the air here, we've got to to make sure that our people on the air have the proper skill set, and uh, we want to drill drill down on them to make sure that their granularity is populating the osmosis. Okay, thank you, Smoky. What did you just say? <laughs> that's the way he used to talk all the time. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Oh my God. He was like he was the king of that. I mean, like, my brother worked for it. My brother used to tell me stories about it. That was when my brother talked to me. My brother used to tell me stories about, like, you're not going to believe what Smokey said. And he would give me these quotes. And it would be, you know, once again, it was like he was trying to be Joe Corporate. I mean, haven't you ever, ever met anybody who's like, well, you know, I work for XYZ Corporation, and in our reverse osmosis theories, you know, we have a granularity in our drill down mode, which is populating, uh, you know, uh, uh all the uh, important aspects of the reverse twins of our inboard, outboard system. And you're going like, what the hell did they just say? You know what I mean? It's like, like, you know. I mean, I read some of this stuff. It's like political speak. Well, yes, it's like it doesn't make any sense. It's like, what does every? You know, we don't have an election this year, uh, but next year it's going to go crazy because they're going after the Senate. You know, Missouri's got this, this one of the states to watch because you know we got Ro- Roy Blunt who's not going for reelection, and you're going to hear all these goofy, weird. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find it real quick. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Hold, before, I, before I do that, uh, you know, I didn't do it yesterday. I'm sorry, I should have done it. Are
0: you doing the ultimate You can't land? hit a target
1: you can't see. You can't hit a target you can't see. This is my house. Okay. Um, I so, I can find it. Hold on, let me see if I find it real quick. SS... S, I think it's in here, but I'm not sure. SS00... Zero, zero. Hold on a minute. Say something from. No, it's not in this system. I have to find it.
0: I don't Wh- which one are you looking for? I'm looking
1: for the 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 goofy political ad that my old boss put together. It's like the generic ad, like you know. In, yes, ins, yes. Insert candidate name here. Insert you know, and the guy says you know you know put put it you know it's like it's like the audio for a TV ad, and it's so funny because when you listen to it, it's like every single political ad. Like let's say it is. let's say. You know, Joe Biden's running against uh, uh, Donald Trump, you know, and it starts out with Joe Biden. You know, it's like nice, like, nice music, like music like you walk through a meadow with, oh my God, you know, like tinkly little, little, you know, like, nice little music. Joe Biden, he's a a family man, been married to Jill for a long time, got a great son, Hunter Biden, who's as clean as the driven snow. And then the music changes, "Dunk, dunk, 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 dunk. Donald Trump, he's a terrible person. He's terrible. He kills cats with his helicopter. Yes, when he lands helicopter, cats get sucked up in his helicopter blades, and he sits in his helicopter and laughs at the, at the, at the cats being chopped up. But then the music changes. Do, 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 do. Joe Biden, he's a nice guy. Don't you think so? Look at those nice Ray-Ban sunglasses he wears. Don't you think he looks like, like Tom Cruise and Top Gun? Yes, vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, how many commercials have you heard just like that? You know, put plug in different names. You know what I mean? You know, so and so, he's terrible. He he voted to take to to have to have the toenails ripped off of every person that goes to the
0: podiatrist. Oh, stop it! <laughs> but I mean, it's like of all the things. <laughs> you know, you're sitting here making all these visuals because you know, radio is the theater of the mind. That's right. And you're making the visuals, and they're all nasty and grotesque. Stop it!
1: What about podiatrists ripping off toenails? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had that happen before? I'm sorry. Have you never had that happen before?
0: Actually, I have.
1: <laughs> okay, we got a lot of stuff when to talk I was about this morning. With Tiffany, we're going to talk about uh, a sad situation. Once again, a crazy, weird situation about a, an influ, a big uh, internet store star who got killed taking a selfie another one of these it's bizarre uh gonna talk about the weight loss ads being banned on pinterest no no or oh, is that no on um which yeah pinterest is, is banning weight loss ads how about this uh how about uh oversized goldfish are taking over minnesota lakes because people when they get tired of their goldfish they flush them down the toilet and they end up you know going through the sewer system and ended up in a lake do you know about this one I don't. <laughs> it's a true story. I you don't think I make this up? And by the way, I would
0: think that you make that up.
1: I didn't. By the way, I have some bad news for you. What's that? I've taken something away from you. We'll talk about it later.
0: Taken something away from me?
1: I've taken something away from you because you never liked it, and you made fun of it, and you didn't like it when I talked about it. So I took it away from you. And I let me let me give it a corporate speak. Uh, you know, Shelly... I gave you a particular asset and your underutilization of that asset caused me to determine that it needed to be repurposed and we've repurposed that asset that we gave to you that you didn't appreciate and you wouldn't you wouldn't embrace that asset, so we've turned it in, we've repurposed it into a new corporate asset which is going to make our corporation so much better.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: It's Westplex 107.1 Luis Tomlinson Who was one of the uh, One Direction guys Had an album after they broke up And nobody's heard from him since It's not like Harry Styles or anything like that You know it's interesting When a group breaks up Some of the guys do great Some of the guys disappear off the face of the earth You know what I'm saying Um, Shelly and I have a particular uh, Mutual tie to that song That was a bizarre Weird road trip That Shelly and I went on (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was, it was and, so much fun well, though
1: If I ever told you The story behind Well, you know, here's the weird story Shelley's working at a table For the uh, O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce At a golf tournament And shelley has got a little KSOQ badge on And a guy comes up to her and says Hey, I own broadcast electronics And Shelly looks at him like Yeah, and so what the hell is broadcast electronics And who are you? Well, she didn't realize that Broadcast Electronics is this huge company that manufactures uh, broadcast transmitters. And there was a time when practically every radio station in the country had a transmitter that came out of Quincy, Illinois. One of the companies was Gates, and the other company was Broadcast Electronics, and they were the two big transmitter manufacturers in the United States for almost every single radio station. You go from radio station to radio station. Matter of fact, the original KSOQ had two Gates FM-20H3s. There was a time when you go to any transmitter site of a radio station that either it was a Gates transmitter or broadcast electronics transmitter. So anyway, Shelly meets this guy at a golf tournament and she sends me a picture of the card. And it's interesting because on the card, it doesn't say he's the owner. It says he's one of the engineers. So, we set up a lunch with this guy, and we sit down at this lunch, and I say to him, okay, and I'm like disbelieving, so you're the owner of Broadcast Electronics. Yep, I own it. I go, how did you buy that? Remember what he said?
0: He does. He says, I just wrote a check.
1: Exactly, exactly what he said. I wrote a check. And I go, okay, so you must have, I mean, we're talking, this is like a multi-million dollar company that he bought in Quincy, but he lives in Lake St. Louis. Okay, so then he proceeds to tell us the story that he has all this equipment that he wants to get rid of because the Nigerian government screwed broadcast electronics. Am I making this up, Shelly? No. <laughs> they, years ago, before he owned the place, he worked there, and the Nigerian government called him up or called somebody up at, at, at broadcast electronics and say, hey, we're putting on a radio, radio station here in... Was it Lagos or whatever in some place in Nigeria? Now, keep in mind, Nigeria is the is the, the country where all the internet scammers supposedly are, right? You know, all the Nigerian princesses and things like that. Princes, you know, like prince not princesses, but princes. So he tells this story about how the Nigerian government called gates or called broadcast electronics and said... We want a radio station, and we're going to put up a radio station, and we know you build the transmitters, and we obviously want one of your transmitters, but we want you to buy all the equipment and stick it in one of those shipping containers and ship it down to us in Nigeria. Okay, once again, Shelly, am I telling the truth on this story or what? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yes,
0: you are telling the truth, and um, it gets even better. (laughs) So,
1: So, so... They buy all this equipment. They build a a couple transmitters for them and they buy all this equipment from other sources. They buy, you know, all this expensive broadcast equipment and they're getting ready to load this into a shipping container. They ship it into Nigeria and Nigeria cancels the order. (laughs) Right? So they're stuck. Not only, you know, they can... You know, the transmitter that they built, they can sell that to somebody else. They can just change the frequency on it. You know, most of the broadcasts, especially FM transmitters, are what they call broadband now where it'll go anywhere between 88 and 108. So, you know, you just, you know, a couple little different parts and, you know, you put a little, you know, you reprogram it, bunk. it's on a different frequency, not like the old days where you had to change all sorts of parts. So he explains to us that all this stuff is sitting back in the warehouse and he wants to sell it. And he wants us to buy it from him so we're going like okay and he says so he says come up to quincy and i'll show you all the stuff so shelly and i drive up to quincy and and he like we're like royalty they roll out the red carpet for him and the ceo of the company and they're showing us around oh oh you know, look at this and and we're going through the warehouse and he's showing his racks i mean like like way in the back of the 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 plant there's like a whole set of these like you know pallet racks that have all this equipment on it there's like big rolls of cable you know what we call heliacs and there's this and there's that and he's going like okay make me an offer I'm going oh you know I don't know you know and so so I couldn't have been a nicer guy and then all of a sudden something happens where the CEO of the company comes over to him and says oh I need to talk to you so they go back in the back of the factory. Once again, am I making this up, Shelly? Am I telling the story truthfully?
0: You are spot on, buddy.
1: So he goes he goes back into the back of the factory, like let's say maybe a hundred feet from us, and they're like a heated discussion ensues between this guy who owns broadcast electronics and the CEO of the company. And they're like and like and then he comes over and then we were summarily shown the door, right? We were essentially go. Hey, it's time for you to leave. Thanks for coming up. Bye. You know, think about it and make me an offer. And we're walked out the door. And yeah, we're going, pretty much. And we're going. That was weird. But not weird.
0: without taking selfies. What?
1: Right. That was weird. <laughs> that was strange. What the hell happened? You know, we're like, you know, he's, you know, like they roll out the red carpet and then there's they, something happened and then <laughs> we're shown the door. You know, so you and I. I think
0: the words, oh, were. Said right. as well
1: something that we overheard. Something happened that we, you know, that we didn't really know. So on the way back, my phone, my phone goes off, and there's a text message from one of my radio buddies. Hey, did you hear that? Broadcast Electronics just sold to this Italian company, and we're going like we were just there. I mean, like, yeah. we were I mean, just
0: like, literally we just were there. Li- there.
1: And what happened was. The press release wasn't spo- and what and what happened was nobody at the company knew, nobody knew knew at the company that they were just sold because this was supposed to come out like a week later, wasn't that the deal? It was supposed to come out like a week later, supposed to be announcement, and somebody from the Italian company put it in. You know, once again, the power of the internet. The, the Italian company put this on their on, you know, sent this out in Italy that they're buying this American company, and somebody on the internet saw this and go, oh, my God, look at this. Broadcast Electronics been sold to this Italian company, and they stuck it on all the websites in the United States, all the radio websites, and that's what happened because the CEO was in his office, and somebody called, hey, I just read this story about you guys are being sold to an Italian company. Is that true? So that's what happened. Is that a weird story or what? And it was like we were involved in that. We were there when this whole crazy thing went down. And, was and so... that
0: song just happened to be playing
1: but we were... on the
0: way and up up back.
1: Right, and I'd never heard it before, and I liked it, and I shazammed it. I said to myself, oh, I'm going to put that on the station. I like that song. You know, i you know, put play it on the station. Louis Tomlinson. Of course, I had to edit the living daylights out of it because it's got it's got ished in it, you know. Which is you know, think about isht, that for a minute. Yeah. You know, say ished backwards. We we'll
0: always have Quincy. That's what I tell them. <laughs> we we'll always have Quincy ished.
1: And what do you get? Yeah, <laughs> ished. So that and the crazy part of it is, if you're listening on 107.1 right now, the feed line and the antenna and other well actually not the antenna the antenna is a different modified uh, antenna because we have to have a special antenna but the feed line and connectors and all sorts of other crazy stuff is the nigerian stuff right am i kidding Uh (laughs) no the stuff that was going to go to nigerian we bought it from him a couple months later and literally (laughs) he essentially almost paid us to take it away I mean, to the point where it's like I I'm done with it, you know. Because he was remember we on New Year's Eve, where it was like minus 10 degrees, we're at his warehouse, you know, loading up this stuff, and and we got these two big spools of cable, which for a while were and I'm when I when I'm kidding and tell me and 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 once again, you know, if people don't believe, the two spools of cable ended up in my living room, <laughs> right? That's
0: true. <laughs> Actually, it was three
1: spools of cable. It was it was two spools that were like four feet tall, and the one spool of cable is like seven feet tall. Once again, am I exaggerating, Shelley?
0: No. <laughs> they were in my living room. No, they yeah <laughs> they were they were pretty big spools. We
1: rolled them up the sidewalk, in you know into
0: into the, the front door into
1: the front door and put them in my living room because yep. I didn't have any place to store them at the time. So so that's the story of Quincy and broadcast electronics and cra- and and you know the interesting part about that is is that it's one of those things where you know I guess I'm always fascinated by this you'd never know who you're going to meet you never know who's going to you know come into your life you never know what crazy weird turn's going to happen just with you running into somebody at a golf tournament or at a you know coffee shop or at a you know at a a a um, what's that crappy place that has all the the food that makes you fat you know especially the kids food um Panera you know uh you you know you never you never know you never know I mean and and right now for example who'd ever thought that what 10, 11, 12 years ago, when I made, tra- met Tracy Ellis, she'd become, she'd end up buying almost every radio station in St. Louis. Who'd ever thought that?
0: Oh look, six forty-three.
1: <gasps> you are such a chicken. <laughs> you're you're not you're not <laughs> having you're not having fun anymore. You know what? How come you're not engaging in my fun?
0: I'm not. <laughs> I'm a very fun person. I just um, see. I. I
1: Here's 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 already what,
0: did that once he, and um, he, I probably will never do it again.
1: Here's what Shelley is 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 perpetuating. There's this secret oath, there's this secret order of people in the radio business who talk amongst themselves about all the crazy weird stuff that's going on in our industry, but nobody will ever will ever come public with it. And if you say something in public, people go like, Why did you tell why did you say that?" And I go I tell people, Hey, We're in the radio business. There are no secrets. If you want to know what Camo X is doing, if you want to know what advertisers are on the Camo X, if you want to know what secret format they have, you know what you do? You turn on the radio and you listen. And you'll figure it out. Because what do we do? We put all this crap on the air. So why is there like all this behind-the-scenes secret BS crap that goes on? You know what I'm saying? I got called out yesterday for that. For what? Well, I'm i to talk about 7 o'clock because I'm going to talk about my new website. Don't mention what it is, and I'm going to mention what, what I did to you. And I'm, let me do my smoky voice. Uh, Shelly, I hate to tell you, but the underutilization of a specific asset that we assigned to you uh, beca- caused us much, much consternation. So we've taken that asset away from you, and we've repurposed it.
0: Okay. 6.45. That's what
1: I said. I just said that. Westplex 107.1. Are you there, Shelly? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, it is. Hold on a minute. I got to stop something here. I screwed up. I didn't hit the right button. Where's it right there? Do that. Do that. Yeah, still not working. Uh, anyway, uh, it is BS in the morning. I'll get it going here. Stop everything. Yes. Okay. Uh, BS in the morning. It is a Wednesday morning. It's, oh no, I forgot. It's Shelly's favorite day because it's...
0: It's hump day. Remember those goofy commercials? God, we remember
1: those kind of crazy things. Um, You know, sometimes we don't talk enough about our sponsors. And uh, we need to talk more about our sponsors because they keep us on the air. And one of our sponsors is Extreme Electrical. Uh, Caleb and his crew do a great job over there. Uh, And more importantly, right now, if you are an electrician and you want a job, guess who's hiring, right? (laughs) Right. Caleb
0: Hunter is hiring. Yes. Yes, he is. And And he trains, and he... um... There's also an electrician school,
1: right in Bridgeport, and
0: he, they, they will send you to that,
1: right? Right. You know I, what's interesting is it's like like the company that will never advertise with us, uh, uh, but uh, and always tells about how they they do they only do business with local companies, but yet where they advertise on all the radio stations in town, their own of state companies. But that's a whole other story. Anyway, um, they've got ads. I've seen billboards where they'll train, they'll pay for your training, and I think give you a twenty five thousand dollar check. I'm going like. Holy cow, I'm in the wrong business. You know? Matter of They've fact,
0: also got a boring company and uh, they're looking for heavy equipment operators.
1: We'll talk about And
0: you don't even have to have a, a skill. The skill set they will train you.
1: Well, I don't have and to have pay a for
0: your CDL. Don't
1: have to have a skill. I mean, that's me. I don't have a skill. I, mean, I could get. I don't have a skill either. <laughs> you and I. am like. I want to
0: learn how to drive big equipment. You and
1: I could work for Caleb. I mean, we we're we're skillless, right? Uh, yeah. Right.
0: we're skillless. <laughs> right? Yes, we are. We have no
1: skills and just flapping our jaws all morning long. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's our skill. Okay, uh, you know, we're not necessarily a political station, but. It's driving me crazy. At all. No, no, no! It's driving me crazy about this stuff with voting. I mean, Joe Biden made this big pe- speech yesterday. Now, I'm going to ask you something. Let's say, do you remember when you first voted? How long ago? Do you remember the first time you voted?
0: It's been within the past 20 years.
1: Well, I, yeah. Well, but I was saying, no. It's been you voted for like a couple of decades, right? Yes. Okay. Have you ever? Ever, ever have trouble, had trouble casting your ballot? I have not. And see, once again, I talk to people all the time and I'll ask them that question sometimes. Hey, you vote? Yeah, I vote. Do you ever have trouble, you know, getting registered or getting a vote? No, no, never a problem. And I'm going like, okay, I don't quite get it. He goes on yesterday like, there are people. Standing at the you know at the entrance to the polls and like beating people up like you see like in these third world countries they say who are you going to vote for and if you say you're going to vote for the person they don't like they whack you in the head with a baseball bat no you're not going to vote for them go home I'm going like I've I've never had a problem and once again I don't understand this crazy weird stuff it's like Kamala Harris the other day made, and what's funny is I I found the quote again and she talked about she talked about the reason that people the reason that's discriminatory for these states that are asking for an ID is you have to if you live in the rural area you have to send a copy of your ID and she said that's discriminatory because people live in rural areas don't have access to photocopiers at Kinko's and and Office Depot or Office Max I'm thinking to myself Kinko's has not been Kinko's for like I don't know 10 20 years now did you know you know how you know how that that you know how Kinko's got started you know the the original um, the, 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 the origination of Kinkos. You know how it got named Kinkos? I do not. The guy who started it had curly hair. Uh-uh. Uh, honest to God, true story. No, am, uh, that's No, 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 guess. no. I'm am, I'm am telling you the truth. He had curly hair. And and I think his nickname was Kinko because he had curly hair. Hold on. I bet you I can find this. k n k o kinkos if you if you type in kinkos now it takes you to fedex okay anyway kamala harris was saying people in rural communities can't get a photocopy of their driver's license okay yeah people And it's funny because people in rural communities are like putting things online yeah that's right we still don't have electricity and and one of the guys who we know sent me a text saying like he lives in a rural area and he's going like yeah pretty soon we're going to get television you know, like, like, right, it was pretty funny. Oh, Kinko's, Kinko's name. Okay, uh, hold on. A Kinko's N A M E. If I can't find this. Kinko's name origin. Here it is right here. Paul Orfaleo, Orfalea, O R F A L E A, whose nickname was Kinko because of your curly hair, founded the company as Kinko's in 1970. Its first copy shop, which Orfalea. Opened with a sidewalk copy machine, was in the college community of Isla Vista, California, next to the campus of UC Santa Barbara. <laughs> Once again, and and he ran the company from 1970 to 2004. He bought, he sold it to to FedEx, and 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 it was called FedEx Kinkos from 2004 to 2008, and then in 2008 they just took the Kinkos out, and it was just it was just FedEx. Once again, let me read this to you. I'm reading this, and this is Wikipedia. Paul Orfelio, whose nickname was Kinko because of his curly hair founded I the company I think I heard that the fifth time you're the one that said there's no way that company was named Kinko's because the guy had curly hair you said no no way no
0: way okay so point taken <laughs> move on
1: <laughs> and you know there's a company that I started because of my 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 uh, my, my 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 nickname
0: Uh huh. What would that nickname be? I know a couple.
1: Well, it's the Dumbass Company. Dumbass, blank, blank T Company. Huh? Never mind. (laughs) It's it's six fifty seven. It is. BS in the morning, we're on Westplex. <clears throat> Let me try that again. BS in the morning, we're on Westplex 107.1, KSOQ, and AM 1350 KRAP. Yes, the station's crap. Studio's crap. The equipment's crap. Our van's crap. Uh, this, the staff is crap. Everything's crap, right? Crap, crap, crap. Uh, Hong Kong Instagram star tragically plummeted to her death after she slipped while snapping a selfie at a waterfall. The shocking incident occurred after Sophia Chung, 32, and three friends embarked on a trip to hay pak Lay Park around 11 a.m. Saturday. The influencer had decided to take selfies at the edge of a waterfall at the park's Pineapple Mountain site, a locale popular with hikers at sunset, when she apparently lost her footing and fell into the 16-foot pool below.
0: Her oh, horrified honey, friends I'm so sorry for that. promptly
1: called emergency service who quickly arrived and whisked the woman to the hospital where she was pronounced dead on arrival. The intrepid gal had frequently posted pics of herself Posing on the edge of steep cliffs to her Instagram account Where she included the tagline Life should be fun, not dumb Uh, Anyway, her last ever Instagram pic was from July 9th Depicted the bombshell And she's a very attractive young lady Sitting on the surf while holding a boogie board The caption read Better days are coming They are called Saturday and Sunday The haunting photo has since been inundated with condolences With one bereaved fan writing R.I.P. Don't want to believe this happened to you how many times have you heard this bizarre, weird story? I mean, the Grand Canyon, you hear the stories about people, you know, taking selfies, falling over the, you know, the cliffs in the Grand Canyon. Oh, my God. I, I took a, I, you know, I, I'm a daring guy. I took a, a, a picture of, a, I got inside a White Castle. I took a selfie inside a White Castle, and and I tripped and fell into the vat of onions. And I haven't smelled the same since in two weeks.
0: Repeat what you just said. <laughs>
1: Never mind.
0: What did you just say?
1: I said, "Let me do. Let me put my Smoky Rivers voice on." You know, Brad, you have a unique skill set that you can employ to further enhance our corporate structure and our origin of information to the
0: listeners. Uh huh. And <laughs> real speak. What was that? <laughs> it was BS.
1: It was BS. Okay. Um, oh, okay. As I go through the last few months.
0: Shaking my head, Brad. Shaking my head.
1: I have fewer and fewer friends left in the radio business. Uh, (laughs) Mainly because I am sick and tired of all the BS that goes on behind the scenes. Okay? And you and I could, you know, you know some of this stuff. So I do. Nobody, there was a day, and this guy, your dad, was very good friends with. Who's that? He wrote a column originally in the Globe Democrat, and then it was in the Post Dispatch. And he it Jerry was, Berger. Exactly, it was the must-read column in the paper. He
0: was, and, yes, he was. And if you had something in Jerry Berger, you either made it or you hate
1: it. Yes, right. You either were at the and
0: people listened to him.
1: You were either at the top of the game or the bottom of your game, right? <laughs> you, was, yes. You were never in between. You were either no. flying high or you were. You know, you were getting your your butt kicked. One of the two. Yes. And and if you him and my
0: dad had a love-hate relationship.
1: Right. And Jerry Berger used to hang and see the funny part of it is my sister used to work at the Globe Democrat. He originally was with the Globe Democrat when it was the morning paper. The Globe was the morning paper in St. Louis and the Post Dispatch was the afternoon paper. My sister worked with him and my sister used to talk to him all the time. And he was like, Hey babe, how you doing, babe? You know, he's one of those kind of guys. You know, I mean and, and and you know what? If you met him He was a very charming guy.
0: Did you ever meet him before? I have. I've met him several times. I mean, didn't you think he was a charming gentleman? He's a very charming man. And um, is he still with us?
1: No, no. He passed away um, a few years ago. Um, oh, did he? Yeah, yeah.
0: Because I must have, I must have saw him right before he passed. Because he was just full of vigor and vinegar. And, well, he
1: was always um, like that.
0: He just, was just a lovely, lovely human being. Bouncing
1: off the walls. He had that. He had that vibe about him. He had that energy. He you know? did
0: have that vibe. That's exactly it. He had the vibe, and I said, wasn't it a shame about the Danielle? And he's like, shh. And you know what he said.
1: Now, what's interesting is he was born in 1930. Oh, you know, he just died this year, January 5th. Born in 1933, he was an American press agent and journalist. He was known in the St. Louis, Missouri area for his columns in the St. Louis Globe Democrat and the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Now, what's fascinating about him is that um, he was born born in St. Louis to Julius Berger and Ray Cohen. He was of Hungarian ancestry on his father's side and Russian ancestry on his mother's side. His father was a plumber, a plumber. Berger was Jewish. He graduated from Soldan, at High School in St. Louis. He was enrolled at St. Louis College of Pharmacy. Interesting. In his 20s, get this, in his 20s, Berger was employed by the local branch of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer as MGM as a booker of films while simultaneously entering management at the local Lowe's theaters. Subsequently, he joined 20th Century Fox Film Corporation. The launchpad for Berger was an appointment as advertising publicity manager of the 20th Century Fox Far-Flung Operations in the Republic of South Africa. He headquartered in Johannesburg, South Africa. After some time, he returned to the states to fill a marketing position at Twentieth Century Fox New York headquarters. He eventually accepted an offer of a marketing position with Paramount Pictures. He worked both in New York and Hollywood. His marketing expertise was employed on such motion pictures as Beckett, The Ten Commandments, Alfie, and Berger. Struck up a friendship with Otto Preminger, who was like really this, this huge, you know. And get this, he was also a press agent and publicist for Joan Crawford. Rock Hudson, Leonard Bernstein, Cary Grant, Frank Sinatra Frank Sinatra, and Rudolf Nureyev. Holy golly. Really? What a life that guy led. And then, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I I knew a little bit about that. I knew about he was in the motion picture business, but I didn't know he lived in South Africa and didn't know he was the press agent for Joan Crawford, Rock Hudson, Leonard Bernstein, Cary Grant, Frank you know, look at look at those names. Our younger listeners, these are like heavyweights. Joan Crawford, Rock Hudson, Leonard Bernstein, uh, Joan Crawford and Rock Hudson, actress, actresses. Leonard Bernstein, famed uh, composer, uh, conductor. Cary Grant, obviously a very fair... You know,
0: Archie Baldwin.
1: Judy, Judy, Judy. Frank Sinatra and Rudolf Nerev. In 1968, Berger returned to St. Louis where he joined the M- Municipal Opera as operations director. Wow! Ten years later, he accepted a position as people columnist with the St. Louis Globe Democrat. After the newspaper folded, he joined the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, where he continued to write daily columns and features for 24 years while sporadically broadcasting entertainment reviews on television and Hollywood gospel on KMOX Radio, the CBS affiliate. He retired in 2004 after thousands of columns for the Post-Dispatch. He was working a book at the term. Um, wow. Berger had an illegitimate son he never met. Berger was banned from visiting the (laughs) Post-Dispatch due to inappropriate behavior in 2009. Uh, I won't go. He moved to Florida in 2017. He died on uh, January 5th, 2021 from natural causes, age 27, excuse me, age 87 in Coral Springs, Florida. He was survived by his husband, Victor Isert. Okay.
0: Yeah, he was openly gay as well.
1: Yes. I mention Jerry Berger because Jerry Berger had a love affair with radio. And he used to talk about radio and personalities on the radio, the DJs. And he talked a lot about Camox because he's good buddies with Robert Highland. And, but he would put stuff in there all the time. And in the course of me being on the air at a couple stations in St. Louis, my name would show up very infrequently. And it was crazy because if my name was in the column, my phone would ring off the hook. Hey, you're in Jerry Berger's column today. Everybody read that. It's sort of like, is it in the New York Post? It's called it was
0: like a, a, a um, I can't remember what the word is. It sounds naughty, but it's not.
1: Well, is it the New York Post that has, is that is the New York Times has what they call page six? And it literally is. I
0: don't know the answer to that question, that Brad.
1: It. It, it literally is page six in the paper. I think it's the Post. Um, da, 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 page six. Page six, page six, page, page
0: six. I would love to read his book, wouldn't you?
1: Um, hold on, let me. I might find to Let me find page six here. I think it. I can't remember if it's in the the Times or weren't. I don't know. Anyway, it's called Page Six. It was. It's like. It's like a celebrity kind of gossip column, kind of deal like that. Okay. The reason I bring this up is that nobody talks about the radio business anymore. Okay. And once again. There are still a bunch of stations in St. Louis, even though most of them are now owned by three media conglomerates, which are not in the St. Louis area. And and they've turned, for the most part, radio into what I refer to as McRadio. And the idea being is McRadio, meaning like and McDonald's, if you go to Miami and eat a Big Mac and then you jump in a plane and you fly to Seattle all the way across the country and you eat a Big Mac, it's the same Big Mac and yes. they make their fortune by the fact that when you see the golden arches you know you're going to be able to go in there and get a big mac and a fillet of fish sandwich and a, and a hamburger and a cheeseburger and for the most part they're going to taste the same all over the country okay that's what's happened to the radio business and you have Ryan Seacrest who's on every station across the country and it's it's and it's, now it's it's like just like what bothers me, I listen to American Top Forty on Sunday morning. I still like listening to it. You know, I'm on carry. I'm an old carryover from from way back when. Um, you know, Casey and then Sha- then Shadow Stevens did it. Shadow Stevens, and then now it's Casey K, or now it's 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 Ryan Seacrest. And look, I'm not a Ryan hater. I know people love Ryan Seacrest. It's terrible. All he does is hey, this is number thirty three. Hey, here's so and so. Here's number thirty two. You know, I'm going to go like okay, I can you know buy one of these 29 dollar voice synthesizer modules and do the show just as well as him you know what i mean it's to the point where it's like you don't even need him anymore it's, he never does interviews anymore he never you know he never does dear casey you know the the, the, re- the letters that casey casey would read, i've had this problem that i need to talk to you about you know matter of fact if you ever heard the outtakes there's a famous one where he gets mad at his staff you know these are like the these are like the, you know, when the tape was rolling and he starts cussing out his staff because they gave him so he's go, "Here we come out of an up song and we come out with a song about a dead dog." And he's yelling at his staff for giving him that. Anyway, okay, the point I'm making is nobody talks about the radio business anymore. So, yesterday I launched a radio site called radiopoop.com and I am given the poop on radio radio poop.com and what I've done you're not gonna be happy with me Shelley. but God I think it was last year when I went to great extent great expense and worked for days to get you your old spe- own special phone number 636-400 poop and when I gave it to you you're less than happy with it so I've repurposed that so that is the now that's the new poop line if you've got scoop that you want to tell me about the radio business call the poop line Six three six four hundred poop, and that comes to me, and I am the chief poopist of our radio Poop.com. Hello,
0: I'm listening. I thought, are you done?
1: <laughs> you have no comment.
0: <laughs> actually, when I, I I did read it last night, and yeah. it was actually not too bad. Well,
1: I'm trying to get that that Jerry Berger vibe where the columns were when he mentioned things they were short and what I'm doing is I'm putting links in I mean this is what Jerry Berger couldn't do you know the paper because there was no hyperlinks in newspapers there are now but that's a whole other story but the idea being is that I'm finding stories that I am finding on the web and I'm exposing them to people who may not be radio geeks but what's interesting is since you've been working with me in radio people ask us about other radio people all the time correct yes they do they think we know everybody and i have to tell you a funny story i guess it was i don't know how many years ago eight or nine ten years ago i went to a wedding reception okay i'm invited to this wedding reception and this guy comes up to me and says i know who you are and i go who am i he says you're brad the radio guy and i go and so, for close to an hour, the guy sat at my table and wanted me to tell him everything I knew about J.C. Corcoran. <laughs> it was bizarre, and and he and he starts to tell me, well, you know, I, I'm I'm a big fan of 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 <laughs> oh, you know, Mike Cotton just sent me. I'm the grand poopa, <laughs> not the poopa, the poopa. <laughs> have to change that. Don't you like that jelly? I'm a grand poopa. <laughs> He's pretty cute, isn't he? So anyway, I go to this wedding reception, and this guy bends my ear for like an hour. Hey, let me tell you the story about when I met J.C. Corcoran. You know, I went to one of his remote broadcasts, and and, uh, he signed my back. You know, and then I went to another broadcast, and and I I, I had an old tire that I brought out of my car, and he signed the tire for me. And you know, and then J.C., he gave me his fingernail clippings, and I still have them in a a little baggie at my house. I'm going like, who is this weird? And like, I'm telling you for like an hour, the guy bent my ear about J.C. Corcoran. Now, I only have I have two interactions with J.C. Corcoran in my life. One was when my brother worked with him, doing traffic for him. My brother told him the story about me ending up on the on the um, uh, readers uh, uh, publishers clearinghouse prize patrol remember i told you the goofy story where my my buddy yeah, bill bill yeah. kaufman who owns this big company in st louis got called me up one day like in april and said okay i'm gonna tell you something uh and you're gonna think this is weird but i'm gonna give you a range of dates in the summer and he gave me like you know a couple days in june a couple days in july a week in august he says i'm gonna call you the night before one of those days and and you've got to be somewhere within 200 miles of St. Louis. you got to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I'm going to pay you for a whole day's work. And I can't tell you what it is. I go, well, you can't tell me what it is. I just can't tell you what it is. So sure enough, like sometime in July, he calls me like 10 o'clock at night. Okay, tomorrow, I need you in the parking lot of the Ramada Inn in Hannibal. I go, what am I doing there? I can't tell you. It's a secret. Ended up being the publisher's clearinghouse prize patrol. Anyway... My brother mentioned this to J.C. Corcoran, so J.C. Corcoran calls me up and says, "Hey man, can you can I call you tomorrow and can we talk about this on the air?" I was in the air with him for like a half an hour. He had forty-two million questions about the publishers. He was like fascinated by the fact that I was on the Publishers Clearinghouse Prize Patrol. And for years, people—I think it just happened—I don't know, two or three years ago—for years. People would call me and go, hey, I just heard you on J.C. Corcoran's show this morning. I go, you know that interview was recorded like in 1992 or something like that? I mean, it's like the interview is like coming up on 30 years old. He keeps recycling all these old interviews, and he, he found it fascinating. Well, that was my, that was my number one uh, talk with him, and my number two was they were promoting this event at the, um, it used to be called, I think it was called Rise at uh, the American uh, Maristar Casino, and it was the Keishi Rock Festival or something like that. It was like it was like all the ex-Keishi people, and they did one of them the year before, and it was a huge event. I mean, you know, it was like you know, if you were in the radio business, you got a special invitation, and if you weren't in the radio business, it was first come first serve, and there was literally a waiting line out the door of this place that went out into the casino because, and they had like they had some of the guys there from. REO Speedwagon and all these K.C. And they, and they people went up on the stage, I'm Joe Smith and I worked at Casey from 1969 to 1971. Hey, Joe! And then another, I'm Bill Smill and I worked at Casey from 72 to 75. Yeah! And people are going crazy. Anyway, I interviewed him on the air and he was a jerk to me. You know, I you know, he's, and he's promoting this event and I call him up, you know, and I, hey, you want to go on the air with him? What station's that? A KSOQ. Does anybody listen to that stupid station? Oh, dude, you know what? I'm not going to bend your arm. You know, if you want free publicity, fine. If not, you know, I mean, I I can talk to uh, the City Water Commission, who probably might be more interesting than you. I didn't say that to him, because you know what? If I did say that to him, he'd hunt me down and punch me, just like he did uh, John Carney.
0: That was uh, quite the scandal, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, when he punched John Carney.
0: <laughs> yes, it's like it's like, are you wound a little bit too tight or what?
1: So, so it's like, okay, um, and once again, I have to tell you, and keep in mind that old radio people never die. We just smell that way. So
0: oh my goodness. <laughs> Seven twenty-five. Well, no,
1: Hold, so check out (laughs) radiopoop.com.
0: Radiopoop.com. He actually has uh, written written a little snibbly bit.
1: I've got, I've got. And
0: uh, it's actually kind of funny.
1: Read the about page. um, And uh, the two articles I have on there, one is about Jamie Allman, who quite, uh, and I'll be honest with you, Jamie Allman hates me. Is that a new one? Oh, yeah. Jamie Allman won't even talk to me anymore. He's like my arch enemy now. And we're like, what did I do to this guy? You know, if anything, I've tried to help him out. You know, uh, and talks about how you know he was supposed to be with the J3 crew at 101.5, 101.5, and then 101.9 and 100.7, and then he's supposed to be with Tracy Ellis, and you know Tracy Ellis. Oh, Jamie's going to be in there, and all of a sudden one day Jamie's gone, and you know essentially he wrote a very nice column on his Facebook page, which I have a link to uh, that talks about he's thanking you know for the the chat chance he had with with uh, Tracy and thanking. Uh, Jeff and Joe and John Beck for the chance he had with their new station and essentially he's got big announcement coming up.
0: He's going to get his own station of talk radio?
1: What is... what? Is he, and this is the thing that what he... You know, he doesn't realize I'm trying to help him out. I'm going to give him the afternoon shift on crap. So he's going to do afternoons on KRAP. So no, he's not. That's the big announcement, yeah.
0: That's not true. Stop it. Yeah.
1: Jamie's going to be crap in the afternoon. Not...
0: BS in the morning, 7:26. Yeah,
1: we have BS in the morning and crap in the afternoon, 7:26. Westplex 107.1, KSLQ and 13:50 AM, 13:50 crap, they are all part of the BS in the morning trimal cast, right? Not a simulcast, yep. but a trimalcast. cast. And the trimal I cast. And I am the I've grand I
0: people ask me what that is. <laughs> I'm like, "Well, let me just tell you what it is." I'm and the, so I did.
1: I'm the grand poopa. I love that. I changed that on the website already. RadioPoop.com. Okay, so you read the Jamie Allman, uh, Facebook. I
0: did. It was it was very nice.
1: I he, I, I I give him credit. You know he got yeah, he got yeah, he
0: really stepped up to the plate on that one. Well, he so started of
1: he sort of got kicked in the in in the in the shorts, in the front side, which hurts more than the back side. Anyway, yeah, um, he got and kicked somewhere. He got kicked by two different groups of people, and he started essentially saying, "I don't harbor any ill will to either of them." But if they do step out in front of me in the parking lot, I may mistake the brake for the accelerator. Um.
0: He didn't say that, but it was pretty close. (laughs) No, he was very eloquent Uh, throughout the whole thing.
1: He's another guy. And the, uh, the other guy, I got this nasty, nasty direct message on Twitter the other day from this guy I've never even talked to. Chris Arps, you know who he is? I do not. He's one of the refugees from 971. I mean like all of a sudden if you listen to 971, if you'll notice that all the people who are normally there, they're all gone. They're all they all got fired or quit uh because they're going to work with uh the Jake the J squared the J cubed people, the J3. Yeah. Um and and I'm going like, "Okay, what happened to them? They're all gone." And what's funny what's, is
0: What's his name again?
1: Chris Arps, A R P S. His background is he's like a political dude. He used to be like. He used to work for Jim Talent when Jim Talent Talent was senator, and he worked for St. Louis County. He's like, you know, he's like one of those inside inside the Beltway kind of dudes. You know, um, you know, like he's the guy that when you went to the license office, he's the guy that made you go home and and bring your birth certificate and and you know this and the the rabies vaccination card for your cat to get your driver's license. You know what I mean? He's one of those kind of guys. Okay,
0: so he's actually going with uh, Jace j3 yeah they all
1: are i mean and 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 what's funny about this is okay this is what i do not like about my industry okay there's so much bs you think there's bs on this show i mean my god you go behind the scenes of the radio business like for example mark close he was he was the co-host of the afternoon show with dave glover okay and what's funny about this is somebody (laughs) recently told me this story that he was retiring from 97 one okay what's interesting was when they signed him up they never put him under a non-compete so they signed him up and he worked there matter of fact he worked at 96.3 and what's was interesting was once again it's one of these deals where the station got sold and when the new owner came in they didn't they didn't lock these people up in non-competes which is traditional in our industry you know like if you hear this story like you'll see people on channel five that'll disappear and all of a sudden like six months later on channel four well they got hired by channel four but they had to work out their non compete okay so so um Mark Close is on Afternoons with Dave Glover. So all of a sudden, one day, they announced, oh, Mark's you know, Mark's, Mark's an old guy. He's older than me, and that's older than dirt. Anyway, Ma- they announced Mark Close is going to retire, and he talks about, yeah, I'm just going to – you know, him and I have – and once again, I think I've spoken with Mark Close once in my life. Matter of fact, I ran into him at Stefanina's one day, and he and couldn't wait to not talk to me. You know, what I mean, he was
0: like,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, You're funny. he had no interest in talking to me. I'm going like, okay, dude. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I you know have a lot of respect for you, but okay, if you're going to be that way, I think he's jealous because I'm in the Hall of Fame and he's not. But that's a whole other story. Anyway, so I had this big deal on 97-1. Oh, Mark's going to retire. You know, Mark, and you know, Mark is one of these guys that that like, if you give him a penny, if he has a penny in his hand. He'll squeeze that penny until Abe Lincoln screams. He's so tight. He's one of those guys. But he's he's one of those guys that drives me nuts like, oh, I don't know if I have enough money to put gas in my car tomorrow. And he's driving a Cadillac, Eldor, you know, a Cadillac Escalade or something like that. You know, he lives out yeah. in, he lives out in town and country in like ten acres. But yet, you know, if you hear him talk, oh, I, I go to for lunch, I go to Quick Trip, and I ask him if the if a hot dog falls in the floor, I ask him if if they'll give it to me for free. You know, he's one of those kind of guys. You know what I mean? He's like like you know like multi millionaire, but yet you'd never guess it because he's going to Goodwill and buying used underwear. You know, I mean, one of those kind of dudes. Anyway, so they have this big deal where he's retired retiring from 971, he's retiring from the radio business he's retiring okay and it's interesting because someone at his retirement party which they had for him at the radio station with the cake and the whole bit someone heard a rumor that he really wasn't retiring and he was going to Casey because he going back to Casey because he didn't have a non-compete and they went up to him and asked him Mark I know this is your retirement party but I heard a rumor that you're really not retiring from the radio business, that you're just quitting the station, and you're going to be working at Kashi. And he goes, shh, don't tell anybody. And a week later, he's on Kashi. <laughs> the same thing has happened again with this guy by the name of Tony Colombo, who once again, I've never spoken to him in my life. And what's funny about this is, Someone that we know that you won't, that you won't, uh, that I, you know, that, that, you know, and I won't tell, I won't tell you her name is Tracy Ellis, but I was told by someone else that, that, that Tracy is very apprehensive to talking to me because I'm good friends with Tony Colombo. I've never spoken to Tony Colombo in my life. If Tony Colombo came up to me on the street, I wouldn't know who the hell he was. I've never met this guy. And yet I've had people say, well, Tony Colombo told me this. I go, I don't even know that guy. So he does the same deal. He's on Dave Gluck. Well, I'm retiring. Yeah, matter of fact. And he tells this story about how, how, and it is true, because I do know someone that knows him fairly well, that that his father passed away, very sad, you know, relatively young age. And his father had some kind of a business in St. Charles County, and his brother was supposed to take over the business, and his brother didn't take over the business, and his wife was running the business, and the business is really starting to prosper. So he told the story on the air. So, you know, I'm going to get out of the radio business, and I'm going to go run my father's company. BS. He's one of the new guys with Jeff Allen on the new station which is supposedly going to be on the air Monday. So, once again, I'm like, I'm tired of all this BS crap that goes on in our business. People, you know, telling stories that aren't true. I can get away with that because once again, what's the name of our show, Shelly?
0: BS in the morning. <laughs> right. I do want to say something that I really have to say. Give give a, give props to J3. Is that they're proudly broadcasting from the Sam Caputa Memorial Studios? Really? Yes. Seriously, where did you see that at? It's on it's on Christopher Arp's Facebook page. It's in his feed. Oh,
1: man, that is very nice of them. Sam, isn't that just lovely? Sam Caputa, should I tell the story or not? Yeah, I'm gonna tell the story.
0: Sure, tell him because because he needs to be remembered. He he was an icon in in the radio industry you never met him did you i've never met him but i know of his work
1: sam caputa i've known for decades and sam caputa was the engineer's engineer i mean like this guy forgotten more about radio engineering than i will ever know you know i mean i mean he was the ultimate and not only was he the ultimate engineer he was a super nice guy he was one of those guys. I heard that,
0: he was a very, very nice man and very, very good at what he did. Uh,
1: he was the best. Matter of yes, fact, matter that's fact, what I heard. I unfortunately
0: I talked to him when we were putting
1: 1071 on the air on this very station. I talked to him like two weeks before. Um unfortunately, he killed himself. He committed suicide. I talked to him two weeks before and he was really upset. When I called him on the phone, you know, I mean, normally Sam's like, "Hey, Brad, how you doing?" And he was like agitated because I was asking, I, I was asking him about some used equipment. He goes, "I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I don't have anything to do with that anymore." The reason being, here's the crazy story: He worked at Emmis and he was the chief engineer for Emmis Broadcasting, which at the time had stations all over the country, and including St. Louis, they had KSH and 971 and 963 and The Point, all those stations. Okay. And all of a sudden, one morning, Jeff Smolian, the guy who owns MS Broadcasting, lives in Indianapolis, decides he doesn't want to be in the radio business anymore. So he starts selling mm-hmm. off all his radio stations. So all of a sudden, one day, he decides he's going to sell off St. Louis. So he takes two of the stations. He takes 97.1 and 96.3 and sells them to um, Intercom, which is now Odyssey. And then he takes the other two stations, Casey and The um, and Point. And sells them to Hubbard, which is WIL and ESPN 101 and the River and stuff like that. So they divide up the staff, and the staff who's you know with Casey and K- KPNT goes over to um, goes over to Hubbard, and the other people go to Intercom, except for Sam Caputo. Sam Caputo is told that he doesn't have a job anymore, and he has a job uh, helping um, sort out you know, which equipment goes to which radio station and trying to get, you know, the studios all moved over. That's his job. And he was doing that job about two weeks before he ultimately killed himself. And he became extremely depressed. The fact that here he was the chief engineer for this company, worked very hard for this MS Broadcasting, you know, had devoted his life to this company, worked there for like 25 years or something like that, and um, became very, very upset, um, felt that he was, you know, he'd been betrayed um you know his hard work was for nothing and here everybody else had a job everybody else at the two radio stations except for him and i think it was joe rush was the other one and john beck because john beck was the the big the big boss so three of them sam caputa joe rush and john beck didn't have a job they were out so everybody else had a job he either went to intercom or he went to hubbard and sam became very agitated and one day went to the transmitter site what we call the super tower down in south county and shot himself in the head killed himself depressed about the fact that that you know he didn't have a job anymore and here was here was his life his love of radio engineering and he committed suicide and I'm going like and everybody was stunned and matter of fact the the sad part of it is and I won't mention his name because I think you were there when he told us the story he was the last guy to see him alive yes and 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 it, I mean just like oh my god and once again outside the radio business nobody talked about that and nobody talked about the fact that's that true they didn't nobody
0: talked about it and that's once again that's my deal now i have to tell you and i went to, just so you know i went to the wake so did i and um lines were out the door and they were like doubled and tripled and i waited in line for a minute you know for like an hour almost two hours and i still didn't get to see him and uh
1: He was married to Mary Rhodes, who ultimately became Mary Caputa, and uh, how he met her was he was doing part-time work for us at the old KSLQ, and Mary Rhodes was our traffic manager. She's the lady that did the logs and put all the commercials, schedule all that kind of stuff, and they fell in love, and they got married, and he was an Italian guy, loved the hill, and matter of fact, at one point in time, there was a big newspaper article, post-dispatch article written about him, you know- when the city started going downhill, there was one building permit issued in the entire year for a new house in the city of St. Louis, and it was him. He bought an empty lot on the hill and built a new house. And it was interesting because there was a big article about him in the Post-Dispatch that, like, in the entire city, whatever year that was, I don't know, I can't remember, maybe it was like 82 or 83 or 84 or something like that, a long time ago, he was the only Building permit issued in the city of St. Louis. Now, think about that for a minute. In O'Fallon, how many building permits do you think they issue in a day? You know what I mean. I mean, like take like St. Charles County, like Darden Prairie, you know, O'Fallon, Saint Peter's, probably
0: at least fifty a day.
1: Wentzville, you know, I mean, like how many? I would say. Yeah, and so, and and he was so proud of his Italian heritage, and so proud of wanting the fact that living on the hill. As a matter of fact, even to the point where I first knew him, he was renting a house and he was renting a house close to the hill. As a matter of fact, it's sort of a funny story because, because I remember where his house was. Because you go in Easton 44, uh, when you crossed over uh, from Shrewsbury into the city of St. Louis, you go over River to Perry, you know what I'm talking about? You go over those bridges. I do. Yes. And his house was the last house on a street. And it was right up against 44 because he used to always say, Hey, you know exactly where I live when you're going east in 44. Just look over, you know, just when you cross over the River to Perrin, there's that house right there at the end of that street. That's my house. And I drive by his house and, and I'd, I'd see him from time to time. Hey, Sam, when I drive on 44, I always wave to you, Oh, yeah, Brad. And I was so sad because, and this the sad part of it is, here's a guy who is one of the best engineers around and he gets dumped, you know? I mean, and once again, the sad part of it is, that, you know, the companies right now, like one of the companies in town who should remain nameless that has, like, eight radio stations. you know how many engineers they have?
0: How many? Two.
1: Any other company in town that has, like, six radio stations, you know how many engineers they have? How many? One. And it's sad. Well,
0: all I know is that I just think it's really decent of J3, and I will give them the props of making... You know, making their studios, the Sam Caputa Memorial Studios. I agree with I, that. My heart is full over that.
1: i am am a I'm a hundred percent with you on that. So I have, to, I have to find that and put that on Radio Poop. Yeah. Radio Poop. Yeah, you com. need to do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll. Is is it a Chris Arps um, thing? Of it's Facebook? on
0: Christopher Arps page. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, he doesn't like me, so he, like I said, he sent me a nasty DM. So
0: it just basically gives you the the weekday lineup.
1: Okay. I'll I'll put that on radio poop dot com. See,
0: I'm gonna have, yeah. I'm gonna have
1: fun with Radio Poop.
0: Okay. It's okay. Seven forty seven.
1: You are so tired of me, aren't you?
0: <laughs> no. Brad, if I was tired of you I would have been gone a long time ago.
1: Really? <laughs> You're, everybody else, you're the only one who's left anymore. Everybody else has deserted me. 747. Westplex 107.1, KSOQ AM 1350 crap, all a part of the BS in the Morning Uh, Trimalcast. And the web address for the BS in the Morning show is show. I am Shelly. She is Brad. I didn't say that today so far, did I?
0: You said that earlier today, yes.
1: I did say it. Okay. Um. I, I did a little more research. I was talking about page 6. And I didn't know if that was the New York Times or the New York Post. It is the New York Post. I had a listener who texted me that. And uh, they now, if you go to just page6.com, that takes you to that part of the paper. And I am look at this thing on page six, and this is so bizarre. Uh, three English siblings, two girls and a boy, two, you know, two, uh, two girls and their brother, you know, sisters and a brother, the Jacobs, uh, Rachel, Isabel, and Andrew were uh, bicycling in England. a matter of fact, in East Moseley, England. Another selfie, weird story. And they were bicycling on a trail. It started to rain hard, so they got up underneath a tree and took a selfie. And the instant they took the selfie, the tree got hit by lightning. And the picture is bizarre. The t- The picture is, you can see two of their faces. Everything is like shades of orange and yellow. And literally, where is
0: this picture at?
1: It's on. Um, sorry, it's on. Um, it's in the New York Post. I'll send the link. Uh, it's self okay. self-taking Sibley's catch capture hellish moment when they were struck by lightning. Okay, talks about. Uh, da, da da da. The trio had stopped for a bathroom break while cycling to see their aunt when they first snapped a selfie of them smiling we wanted a sad picture in the rain isabel 23 told the news outlet all of a sudden i was on the ground and couldn't hear anything apart from this high-pitched buzzing she said Uh, rachel said she suffered burns to her thigh and her stomach and excuse me excuse me temporary lost feeling in her arm i was on the ground i felt just disjointed my sister and i were screaming Uh, the trio uh blah 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 blah. the siblings were taken to st george's hospital in tooting where they were treated and released hours later now get this Isabel had a titanium plate surgically implanted in her arm after a bicycle crash last year and the family was told the metal may have attracted the electricity. My sister's arm was very hot because of the plate. Everyone was amazed at what happened to us.
0: Is that bizarre or what? That, you know, when things like that happen, the only thing I can think of is that they have something greater in this world to accomplish.
1: Well, you know, that's happened to me a couple times, but I still don't know what the great thing I'm supposed to accomplish is.
0: You you do have something that you're supposed to accomplish that is going to be formidable.
1: You know what I think? I'm going to have I think I'm going to have a talk station and I'm going to have
0: You're going to have what?
1: I'm going to have a talk radio station. I've have I'm going to have Dan Bongino on my talk station. Stop
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. It's 7.55 already.
1: I can't help it. I'm sorry, Shelly. I told you this was my therapy. Okay. I know it's your therapy, um, and I'm so <laughs> glad that
0: I get to be your therapist.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, right. Um, the, we
0: make such a, a a team, don't we? I should. That's hilarious. One
1: morning, I'll tell the story of a therapist who um, – God, this goes way back. A the
0: therapist I, who could?
1: No, a therapist who, um, shall we say um, – said something to somebody that i knew about me that and that she didn't know who she was talking to someone that knew me and it got back to me that she was diagnosing me from being on the air.
0: <laughs> oh okay. Well, um it's 756 and i really need to say thank you to our sponsors. Um Angie Harness with Angie Harness Consulting, powered by uh Color Williams Chesterfield, Scott Ellinger with the Brass Rail Steakhouse. Jeff Lang with Jeff Lang Insurance and Caleb Hunter with Salt River Automotive. All great. I just want to thank those. And if you want to be along with those wonderful people to sponsor our BS show now that we're trimalcasting, casting, um, just go to sponsorBS.com.
1: No, BSSponsor.com.
0: Just go to BSSponsor.com.
1: <laughs> right. People are going. And see, now if somebody bought SponsorBS.com, They're going to get all that traffic because they. Did they? No, I said somebody probably will buy that domain name. No, they name. won't. Yeah, they're they fine. Won't. Yeah, they're gonna buy sponsor BS. Matter of fact, hold it. I looked. Oh, just got registered by Tracy Ellis. Okay, okay, never
0: mind. Oh my goodness. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> Seven fifty-seven. What did you just say?